today on Doomed. Bernie Sanders has just won the New Hampshire primary. This puts Bernie in a place where uh, anyone with uh, half a political mind, or half a mind at all, would consider the front runner of the race, the Democratic primary. It is now almost 12 midnight on the East Coast. Votes are still coming in. Well, not votes. The results are still coming in. It's late. Let's start right now. We bring down the song. Yeah, it's a last-minute live stream to discuss with you guys what's going on. Let's do this. Boom. What's up, everyone? Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube live stream, youtube.com slash madbinder. Uh... Podcast will be up at shortly after the live stream is over at doomedpod.com. You could also find the show at Periscope, uh, which where I am Matt Binder. You could find it on Twitch, where I am Matt Binder. You could find it on Facebook, where you could just search Matt Binder. Boom, bada-bing. That's where you could find me. Patreon.com, Matt Binder. That's also where you can support the show. Uh, so let's get right to it. Uh, so Bernie Sanders just won the New Hampshire primary. And even CNN is currently calling him the Democratic frontrunner. Although there's caveats. You know, some people aren't thrilled with, uh, uh, well, not thrilled. They wouldn't be thrilled. They're not thrilled, period. But some people are uh, pointing out that he's not coming in strong in these first two states. And it's true. He's come pretty neck neck and neck with Buttigieg uh, in both states. But he won the popular vote in both and outright won uh, New Hampshire, uh, for sure, and I do think that when the Iowa results are corrected, when the math is corrected, Bernie most likely wins Iowa too, all around, not just the popular vote. Uh, but so Bernie Sanders wins New Hampshire, and now we go on to Nevada, which is a week from Saturday, and then South Carolina, which is the ne- the following week, and we will see how the candidates fare in a state. That's not somewhat like 90% white. And this is where I think people are going to be shocked. Because what we're going to see now is what Bernie's done all the work in. Where the Bernie Sanders campaign has truly evolved from 2016. You look at Iowa, you look at New Hampshire, people are pointing out, oh, they really, well, you know, add the fact that this is a uh, seven, eight, nine person race in some ways, uh, instead of the two-person race between Hillary and 2016, then yes, those votes are going to spread apart a lot more. Put that aside, though. You have two mostly white states where Bernie Sanders has won something like 40% of the 10% or less minority vote in those two states. So now we move to these two states where I think we're going to see the work that's been done. We're going to see Bernie completely wipe the floor in Nevada, in my opinion. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. I don't know if someone's going to get close to him. But it ain't going to be Buttigieg, and it ain't going to be Klobuchar. I'll tell you that right now. Maybe Biden will have some sort of last gasp in these following two states. But we are going to see Bernie Sanders run away with it, at least with Latino voters, uh, with young black voters, We'll see if they've done the work uh, with older black voters. We'll see that probably more so in South Carolina. But the polls show that he's closing that gap with Biden. Now, the question is, the Bloomberg scenario here. 
Now, I've been, let's look at the race, how it's been so far. Basically, what's happened so far in the Democratic primary is the best possible case so far for Bernie Sanders. What we've seen is that, <coughs> excuse me, what we've seen is Buttigieg completely eat into Biden. We've seen, uh, let me stick with Iowa. So Biden completely falls in Iowa, just boom, straight, what was it, fourth? Uh, Warren with a third place showing, which people want to say was a strong third place. You know, she got, a, uh, I believe she got a higher vote percentage in uh, Iowa than Amy Klobuchar got in New Hampshire tonight. And everyone's saying how Amy won big, but no one said that about Warren after Iowa. That aside, though. Iowa should have been Warren's base, uh, mostly white. We have yet to see Warren really make any inroads uh, with uh, voters who aren't white. Uh, so the best possible scenario was that Biden basically shows everyone, if you want Bernie to win, he shows everyone that he couldn't perform in Iowa and New Hampshire. So you have Bernie and Buttigieg getting close in Iowa. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I know it sucks that the results still aren't in and we don't know who fully won the delegates, although we know Bernie definitely won the popular vote. It's okay. So we move on to New Hampshire. Now, this is where the problem was with Buttigieg getting close in Iowa. Because he is going to New Hampshire. He did ride a wave of momentum from media. He declared a victory in Iowa early. The media pumped him up as having him declared a victory. Uh, when they did mention the issues there, it was a small caveat that Bernie was winning the popular vote and had also declared victory. So Buttigieg is riding on the momentum going into New Hampshire tonight. And he performs well. There's no doubt about it. Buttigieg performed well. Small town mayor in Iowa uh, from uh from South Bend, Indiana, performing well in New Hampshire. No doubt about it. Again, mostly white state. But Bernie beats him. And on top of that, Klobuchar, from a debate performance that was uh, really put her in the spotlight on Friday, uh, she was able to gain momentum as well in just over a few days. And she ate into Buttigieg's uh, numbers a bit. And she ate into Biden's and Warren's too. And I'll get into that even more in a second. So, we have another best case scenario here with Bernie first, Buttigieg second, even better than Iowa, we have Klobuchar in third, Warren in fourth, Biden in fifth. Biden, just oof, fourth and fifth, Warren, third and fourth. That, those two were Bernie's biggest competition going forward. No doubt about it. Because Here's the deal now. Where is Buttigieg's road? Uh, where is his path to victory? Where is Klobuchar's path to victory? They have suddenly a week, a little bit more than a week, to gain some sort of momentum, which no poll shows them having, in Nevada, after both of them just having lost the prior primary, which is tonight's New Hampshire race. And then we move to South Carolina, which Bernie, you know, it's looking good like for Bernie in Nevada. So we got Bernie basically winning Iowa, definitely winning New Hampshire. Looks like he's going to win Nevada going into South Carolina. Now, Biden could still perform well in South Carolina. But here's the thing. 
the, 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 the number one way that Hillary was able to use what, uh, you know, these campaigns that do well in the South, they call it their firewall. Hillary was able to do so good there and basically make it next to impossible for Sanders to come back is because she blew him out in states like South Carolina. She took she she ran the the whole the the whole gamut and basically took all the delegates. That's not going to happen. The polls are showing this isn't going to happen. Biden is free falling still even in South Carolina. Bernie is rising up. Now, Bloomberg is currently polling well among uh, the black electorate in South Carolina. Where he factors in, we haven't seen yet because he's just, he's a wild card right now. Now, I don't think he has a path to victory, but he certainly has a path to denying Sanders of delegates. Uh, so basically, this is what we've got going on here. We have Bernie going into Nevada with the best possible scenario. His two main competitors going forward, even though they had bad showings in the prior two races, they were the two ones who were still doing well in the polls for the future races, basically going in with no momentum. They're running out of money, too. You have Buttigieg and Klobuchar, high as can be right now, because they perform well in both Iowa and uh, New Hampshire. Basically, single digits in the polls. No hope for getting double digits, it looks like. Maybe one of them will get a bump and get like 11%, 12%. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but it's looking good for Bernie in Nevada. Now, if Biden still pulls out the, uh, the, the win in South Carolina and Bloomberg, let's say, even say Bloomberg pulls some sort of upset in South Carolina, Bernie's still like just a few percentage points behind. Bernie could lose South Carolina and it won't be a big deal like it was in 2016 because what it looks like is going to happen comes Super Tuesday is that the big states like Texas and California, Bernie's about to win them. I mean, again, uh, well, California, I, I mean, unless something insane happens over the next few weeks, it's almost a sure thing for Bernie. And from what I understand, the campaign is doing the work on the ground in Texas. And they're, from the polls, uh, the few polls out of Texas I've seen, it's getting close. So there's still a chance there. No doubt about it. Uh, for uh, Bernie to win Texas. But even so, when he's going to lose a state, it's not going to be in big numbers. So the delegates, remember the delegates are proportional. The delegates are not going to run away from Bernie like they did in 2016 when Hillary was just blowing him out of the water in these places and just racking up the delegates in ways that Bernie couldn't compete. He's going to be much closer where he loses. And when he wins, he's going to win big with the delegates. California, a lot of delegates to give away. Uh, even if it's 5, 10 percentage points, he's going to walk away with a lot more delegates than whoever's in second. Uh, now... Bloomberg. I don't know about Bloomberg. I know there's some people who are worried about him. I know there are some people who think he's got no chance. And once he hits the debate stage and gets some scrutiny, it's over for him in terms of whatever he was building up to begin with. I don't know. I think he's something to worry about. And I think after today, unless there's some polls showing some sort of crazy Buttigieg momentum or Klobuchar momentum, which I highly doubt, but Buttigieg momentum going into Nevada, again, very skeptical on it. There's no reason to focus on anyone at this point other than Bloomberg. Maybe Biden in South Carolina. Bloomberg's wild card right now. I don't know where the money's going to take him. It's certainly working. The question is, uh, his advertisement budget certainly working in his favor. question is, when his feet are held to the fire in the debates, when people start scrutinizing his record, uh, 
will that number crater? Will he continue to build? I mean, we have this wonderful audio that uh, Ben Dixon found on uh, YouTube, which, by the way, people are uh, on CNN were knocking him for how he found this footage. Uh, where could it have possibly come from? Uh, and he's skeptical about it because he's a Bernie supporter. A, the footage is real. And B, we know it's real because of where uh, Ben got it from. And where uh, Mr. Dixon got it from is he got of the Benjamin Dixon show. You should all check it out if you aren't aware of it already. But I'm assuming if you watch my show, he's been on this show. So if you watch my show or listen to my show, you know who he is. Uh, so he got it because it's been sitting on YouTube. The audio, the full one hour interview from that uh, event has been sitting on YouTube for five years. Just no one's noticed it. In 2015, Bloomberg requested the, App, uh, the Appspin Institute, which is the event he was speaking at, not release the footage because he realized how damning the, the, the words he said about, uh, about stop and frisk and about throwing up, uh, uh, Xeroxing uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the same people who are, uh, who, are, uh, who are being thrown up against the wall because it's all the same uh, in terms of he's basically saying it's all black and brown people committing crimes in New York City. And that's why stop and frisk was necessary and did the work and did a good job. You know, that's... I don't, I don't know if that's going to hurt Bloomberg in the ways we think it is, though. I, just to, My mind's all over the place right now because there's so many points to bring up about this. He It'll definitely hurt him with maybe a certain... Uh, base that would possibly consider him. But, you know, if you're thinking of Bloomberg, man, I mean, you're already saying this stuff doesn't bother you. I mean, maybe there is a certain percentage that would matter that doesn't know this stuff, and we should let them know. But I don't know. Bloomberg truly is a wild card in this. I, I really don't know what to say about Bloomberg. It's He's really baffling to me in this race. Um, and I think that's why we should... Uh, Worry about him. He should be who is on people's mind. Well, I just realized I didn't tweet. I didn't uh, put out the YouTube. Uh... Let me just tweet this out really fast. All right, cool. <coughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know where Bloomberg is going to fall in this race. I, I don't know if... I, I don't know if he's going to be able to build the momentum, especially being that he's just purposely not uh, even showing up in certain uh, states. But he's going to deny delegates. And the worst possible thing I could imagine, if you're someone who thinks the establishment's out to get Bernie, which in many ways they are, but if you really think they're going to deny him of a win if he's the front runner, which I think is a real concern, then the worst case scenario is him showing up at the Democratic National Convention and not having the delegates. <coughs> I think it would be party suicide to not nominate the person who walks into the Democratic National Convention at the end of the primary season and not nominate the person who is the person with the most delegates. It would be it would fracture the party. People talk about unity and, and vote blue no matter who and unite to defeat Trump. 
it would be whatever you're, you know, the, the people who think that uh, half of Bernie Sanders supporters, which is false, or all of Bernie Sanders supporters, extra false, didn't vote for Hillary. Uh, you actually might get that scenario if there's some sort of uh, brokered convention and Bernie walks in with the most delegates and they don't nominate him. Uh, and I would think in that scenario, it would actually, in my opinion, be more than understandable. So, you know, we got to figure out here, if you want Bernie to win, what Bloomberg's out to do. And I think the, the you know, we just got to keep hammering on him. I know I just said we don't know how much that hurts, but it's certainly going to do something. And we'll see at the debates. Bloomberg's going to be on stage for the next debate. And we will see just how much that affects the um, those Bloomberg numbers, which are rising in the national polls and in certain states. Oh, I see some people are noticing my new chair in the background. It was given to me. I'm not sure if I like it. It's comfy. But of course, someone gave me a white chair. And it ruins my abyss background. Unless you think it looks better. With me in a white chair with the abyss background. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't look so, look half bad. I don't know. Um... Let's go to the comments. Oh, wait, what was I going to say about... Oh, let me bring up this first, because I think this is a really interesting dynamic here. So, basically, and this is how I'm reading it, uh, from the exit polls, it looks like Amy Klobuchar was the number one candidate for college-educated white women in New Hampshire. And this is where it gets interesting because that, from all the polling we've had so far, over all these many, 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 many months this primary has been going on, college-educated white women were Elizabeth Warren's base or made up a huge portion of her base. That's where she was really winning. And so we have this state right next door to Massachusetts. And we have her losing that base and getting a distant fourth. No delegates for Warren and, and, and Biden tonight. None. They didn't hit the 15% threshold. So she's been, for the past few debates, pushing the, um, basically, the narrative for her campaign. And I think, you know, they thought this was going to be a winner. And apparently it's not a good strategy. The narrative that the two women in the race, and she would constantly mention herself along with Amy Klobuchar together by name, as the strongest candidates on the stage at the debates, running in the primary, she would constantly talk up Amy Klobuchar. And then what ended up happening is, with that in mind, with her constantly propping up Amy, and then the way each of them decided to run their campaign... Those college-educated white women were basically decided, hey, I think we're going to go with Klobuchar instead. And Amy ate into Warren's base. I mean, it's... You know, Elizabeth Warren, you're... uh, I like Liz Warren. As a senator, I'm a fan. I think her political campaign for president 
has been you know, just one one own self own after another. It's just constant bad strategy, bad moves on that campaign's part. Then stepping on rakes over there. I mean Jeez. And you know, well, let me uh explain to people. Because I've been doing a um a de- post debate show for every primary so far. <coughs> and I didn't do one for New Hampshire. Because that night I was live in Brooklyn on the Michael Brooks show doing the, that, that live podcast. Uh, we talked a little bit about the primary. It was hard because it was going on while we were on the show. We talked a little, about, little bit about the primary on the show. Um, it's going to be released soon, I believe. I'm going to talk with Michael about uh, at least uh, getting you non-Michael uh, Brooks show supporters at least my... Uh, part of it and I'll put it up as a podcast or on YouTube um, so that's why I didn't do the uh, the post debate and then I was thinking of doing one Saturday night like I told you guys but then let me explain to this too I dropped it in the discord that I wasn't doing a post New Hampshire debate on Saturday like I had planned to do because I actually was doing some uh, strategy work here for the primaries. I did a, you guys might have seen it. I, I cut an ad for, uh, I'm not in it, but I mean, I, I produced the advertisement. I, I cut an ad for Justice Dems. Um, you might, might have seen them uh, share it online. So that's why I didn't get a chance to do the New Hampshire Michael Brooks show and Justice Dems. That's why, uh, I didn't get a chance to do the uh, post-New Hampshire debate uh, show. But you know what? Uh, as long as I'm not doing a live show, I'll be doing my post-debate show going forward. That's just how we roll. Uh, but I will. Let's consider this little section part of the post-debate show. Uh, makeup, I guess. Amy Klobuchar, apparently, from what I understand from what I've seen, had the right strategy coming out of that debate. She went on the attack. And I'm assuming that's what made these college-educated white women jump from Klobuchar to Warren. Warren's been pushing the whole unity candidate thing. And she hasn't been coming out like the fighter that she was portraying earlier. And then Amy comes out and just taking down Pete at that New, at that New Hampshire primary, showing that she's, she's going to you know, fight. And I'm sure that's what won some people over. This whole idea of the kumbaya thing, I think, has been really hurting some of these candidates, including Bernie. Because, look, there's no doubt in my mind the Social Security uh, critiques on Biden hurt him. There is no doubt on my mind that this last push of Pete's billionaires in New Hampshire, no doubt in my mind that hurt him. There were voters who CNN spoke to after the New Hampshire debate who said, you know what, that billionaire thing is, is uh, with Pete, I, I don't like that. I mean, I, I, I saw it. So the idea that we should not be critiquing people and going after people's records or how they're raising funds or what they're doing, um, you know, that's dumb. I mean, there's a difference between an attack, like a personal attack, and critiquing someone's record. And you got to do the latter. 
So you come across as a fighter. I mean, look, there was that great moment during the New Hampshire uh, debate, too, where Biden hugs Bernie and Klobuchar says, I like Bernie. In reference to, uh, they brought up, it was a question about what Hillary's been out there saying about how no one likes Bernie. You can critique people and still show that at the end of the day, though, you know, we'll come together. So you win over the people who want to see a fighter and you win over those kumbaya unity people. Listen, it's... It's it's a weird primary. It's much different from 2016. It's even much different from 2008. 2008 was essentially never more than like a three-person race. And then even then, after like the first state or two, it was a two-person race. We've never seen something like this before in some time. Where, I mean, let's talk about who dropped out after today. First of all, no one drops out after Iowa this year, which is weird to begin with. Last, year, last uh, election, it was three people in Iowa. Bernie, Hillary, Martin O'Malley, who got nothing, no delegates, and he dropped out after Iowa. There are people who got no delegates after Iowa here, and they didn't drop out. Now, here we are in New Hampshire, and we already have Michael Bennett dropping out, who was just no votes. No, his claim to fame here is because James Carville endorsed him, while James Carville is on TV, on MSNBC, pretty much, I feel like he's been on MSNBC every day for the past week, Attacking Bernie Sanders, talking how James Carville knows how to win an election. When he endorsed Michael Bennett. And then, now here's, here's where we, we, you know, forget Michael Bennett, who cares? But this is where we need to pay attention. Andrew Yang dropped out today. And I just want to say this. Yang supporters and people who like Yang, I like Yang too, actually. I think as a person, he's probably up there with Bernie as one of the most likable. Um, and here's what I say about Yang. I had critiques about his policies. But I overall supported the campaign. I thought what he was doing was very interesting. I think he was the ultimate underdog campaign. Um, I think that if he, if Bernie wasn't around, I think if he, Yang waited another year and maybe this looks good for Yang going forward, that he'll already have a small coalition, uh, if he decides to run in the future. If Bernie wasn't running, I think Yang would have been what Bernie was in 2016. Uh, not saying the same candidate, not saying the same movement, not saying the same campaign at all. I'm saying he just would have had the sort of underdog anti-establishment momentum and he would have done better than he did. But even so, he did well. And it's commendable. And I think he brought in people, just like Bernie did in 2016, and Bernie still does in 2020, I think Andrew Yang brought out a, a group that uh, that Bernie didn't speak to yet that heard Yang and they came out for him and they're not traditional voters. That's great. Yang dropped out and I hope he continues. I hope he drops the libertarian stuff that he's... Uh, the libertarian-esque policies that he's into. I hope he becomes more progressive, more of a left-leaning uh, person. I hope he understands just how, while he's uh, while he's bashing what technology is going to do to jobs, he realizes that the tech sector is uh, responsible for many issues, more than just the ones he's seeing. And I, I hope he's a, a figure in the years to come, with all that in mind. Now, if you're a Yang supporter, this is why you should support Bernie Sanders. He is, if you're worried, if you wanted an anti-establishment candidate, he is the anti-establishment candidate. He's the original. He's the OG. 
And he is probably most in line with Yang. Now, they don't have all the same policies, but in terms of seeing the problems, they're the two who see this, the problems there. That, that you know, the, Bernie sees the problems that Andrew Yang was saying. Now, <coughs> now, a lot of you, excuse me, a lot of you Yang supporters really like the UBI. Listen, I like a version of UBI too. I critiqued Yang's UBI. We could talk about that another day. I don't think that's important to get into now. <coughs> but in summary, main reason I like UBI from Yang is that it took away from people who are on welfare. If you were making $100,000, $500,000, a million, 10 million, 20 million, whatever, you get your $1,000 a month. That's good. I like universal programs. That's good. That's not the part I'm critiquing. But here's what I'm going to critique. They don't lose anything. They get to keep all their money and they get that $1,000 a month. But for people who are on, who get food stamps, for people who uh, collect social security, for people who are on other entitlement programs, for people who are on other welfare programs, basically, whatever they received, uh, the the $1,000 they receive a month counts towards their eligibility for those social programs, which means they would lose those programs, which means they might end up coming out uh, either behind, they might actually make less, they might actually get less a month, or for those people who are like, no, no, $1,000 is better than that. Yeah, but let's say they were getting uh, uh, $900 before, and they're getting $1,000 now, that's only $100 more. That doesn't really help them that much. So what I'm hoping, and I see Yang saying that he, he can't endorse anybody till he sees someone support UBI. I think UBI is a great, Progressive idea if you support a progressive UB- version of UBI. Bernie should... And the reason I think Yang is important is because he's got like 3%, 4%. That's not, you know, on its own, it's not enough for a campaign, which is why he's dropping out for two states. But if you're someone who just got 26, 27, 28%, that 3, 4% pushes you up into 30. You want that. So I think Bernie should endorse a version of Yang's UBI. You should sit down with Yang and say, listen, you want a UBI? I like the idea of UBI. <coughs> but I'm going to tweak, tweak it for my message. I think Yang would be down for that. Uh, I hope he would be, because that's how this sort of thing works. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so if you're a Yang supporter, another reason you should like Bernie Medicare for all, free college tuition, student loan forgiveness, uh, and a myriad of other programs. Myriad, excuse me, of other programs. What is it, twelve fifteen? That's going to add up to a lot more than a thousand dollars. I get it. I get it. Yang Yang's policy gives you just a thousand dollars flat. You can do whatever you want with it. PS five, uh, the next Xbox. Uh, the latest version of Nintendo Switch. I get it. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I know that's... I want to win you guys over. Just come on. We all have a sense of humor. We got to have fun here, right? So, I get it. The $1,000. Fine. I get it. But you were going to have more money in your pocket than a 1000 extra dollars if you ever have a medical emergency. It doesn't mean it needs to be an emergency, to be honest. You could just get really sick and have to go visit the doctor. Uh, the uh, If you want to go to co- back to school, go to state school. Free college tuition. 
uh, if you have student loan debt, student loan forgiveness, Bernie Sanders wants to forgive it all. I, I think you guys should come on board. I think Bernie and Yang Gang will be a, a, a beautiful, Bernie Bros and the Yang Gang, a beautiful get-together. Come on, think, think of what we do online. We're just owning other people's supporters. And imagine what we could do together. Uh, I know it's not all Yang supporters. I know Yang's got a lot of weird libertarians and right-wingers. But he's also got a lot of progressives. I know he does, because you can just see it online. The most annoying ones are those libertarians and those right-wingers. There's just a, a, a very uh, large, I would say the majority of Yang supporters are on there saying, you know, Bernie's my second choice. Uh, what else was I going to say? I was bring up something else. Oh, and here's... Well, I'll get to some comments in a second, but here's another thing that's really been bothering me. Let me let me actually check exactly what we're at in the vote so I can give you guys as close to what it should be as possible. All right, we're basically... With... 89% of the vote in right now. About 90, close to, close to 90% of the vote, but not quite in right now. Bernie already declared the winner. Bernie is pulling in close to 72,000 votes. Now, people are going to say this. They're going to say, oh, you know, in, in, um, I just want to get the uh, numbers from uh, 2016 here in front of me. Oh, in 2016, Bernie had 152,000 percent of the uh, 152,000 votes, 60 percent of the vote, and here he is running uh, with just, running away with just what's the exact number? Uh, he's only got 26 percent of the vote with 71, 72,000. Well, the obvious is again in 2016. Ran against one candidate. In 2020, he's running against one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine candidates. It's obvious that in 2016, you had to pick Bernie or Hillary. And there's a lot of people who didn't like Hillary. So they voted for Bernie. This time around, people are saying, hey, maybe another candidate more closely represents me. And even when that happens, Bernie's got the bigger base. And in fact, and this I really haven't seen this pointed out that much. At the end of the day, <clears throat> Bernie Sanders, in a nine-person race, <clears throat> is about to pull in roughly half the votes he got in a two-person race. 75,000 votes is half 150,000 votes. I, I, don't, I don't understand how people aren't... I don't understand how people aren't understanding that unless they're willfully, willfully misunderstanding it. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's like just, it's super simple. I mean, you don't have to, uh, Yang Gang maybe help me out here. You don't need to be a math expert to get this. 
if I'm facing one person and I get 150,000 votes and I face eight people and I get half that, that's good. Because let's, let's guess that Bernie lost about half of those people who were just voting against Hillary. Fine. And that means also some of Hillary's supporters probably voted for Bernie, but a lot of Hillary's supporters probably voted for someone else. That's fine. I get it. It is what it is. Bernie still had a stronger base. That's what it all it's all about in this in this race right now. Who's going to pull out the strongest base? And once the candidates more candidates start to drop out and those bases consolidate, we'll see better. We'll see you know who's pulling the numbers better. I mean, it's pretty simple. And I think you're going to be surprised. It's it's really because it's so this is a weird primary with so many candidates. It's not going to be just, you know, oh, Buttigieg dropped out. It's all going to Biden or all going to Klobuchar. It's not going to be like that. You're going to see, again, there's definitely favorites, but you're going to see Buttigieg supporters go to Bernie. You'll see Klobuchar supporters go to Bernie. You'll see Warren supporters go to Bernie. You'll see Biden supporters go to Bernie. I'm sure it's going to happen. And vice versa. You see Buttigieg go to Klobuchar. Buttigieg go to Warren. Buttigieg go to Biden. Biden go to Buttigieg. Biden go to Bernie. Biden go to Klobuchar. You know, it's going to be all over the place. Because what I think is going on is we have each candidate's base now, and Bernie is destroying it when it comes to the the the, the base. But then there are candidate, there are voters, a good portion of them who are just vote, or, and they're the ones who are confused and jumping around right now, who are looking for who is going to beat Donald Trump. And right now, the moderates are looking good to them, but with Bernie's strong base and him racking up these wins, those people looking for someone to beat Trump are going to end up consolidating around Bernie, which means Bernie's going to start to run away with it. I mean, the only chance is if Buttigieg, Klobuchar, or Biden somehow gets some momentum, finds some sort of base in Nevada or in South Carolina that doesn't that they haven't yet found, and pull, up some off, uh, pull off some upset wins. It's, it's you know, I, it, it's pretty clear where this is going right now. Minus the Bloomberg wildcard. All right, let's go to the comments. Let's see what people are talking about here. Um, let me pull them up. Give me one second. As always, you can drop a super chat on the YouTube if you're watching. Um... That's a good way to donate a one-off if you can't become a subscriber. Otherwise, patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Giving you guys more content than ever before. Uh, We're we're looking at two to three streams a week in the past few weeks. Um, I've been doing still the regular show with the long-form interview, like last week's show on the Bolivian bots. Um, I gave you the Iowa Iowa, uh, post-Iowa show. Here we are now with the post New Hampshire show. I'm gonna. I did a show, a live Michael Brooks show, which I'm gonna try to get you guys some content from that, from at least where my portion of the show was. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/MattBinder. Help me grow this show. Uh, I ask for very little, and in return, I feel like you get so much. Uh, uh, you could support this show by subscribing on iTunes, subscribe on Google Google Play. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also support this show by just telling your friends about it. 
telling your family about it, telling whoever you see online about it, really just telling people about it everywhere. And also let me know who you want to see on the show. Let me know who uh, your favorite YouTuber or podcaster is and tell them you want to see me on their show. You know, lots of ways to spread the word if you can't afford to become a member. Totally get it. But if you can't afford to become a member, patreon.com slash mapbender. Going straight to the uh, comments now. Hot Mustard Gas says, Bernie 2020, I can't wait to see how Bernie does in a state that isn't completely white. Bernie has the vote for minorities. Yes, I think this is where people are confused. This, Bernie's done the work. I, I said this in the beginning, I gotta say it again. Bernie's done the work when it comes to Latinos, when it comes to, to the, uh, the young black electorate, uh, when it comes to uh, Asian Americans, Native Americans, and uh, Muslims he is really running away with. Um, he's really done the work there. And that's not going to show in Iowa and New Hampshire as much as it's going to show elsewhere. He's going to close the gap in southern states where at the beginning of these primaries, like a year ago, it looked like uh, he was going to be, uh, you know, he was going to just, everyone but Biden was going to be destroyed. He's going to win major states because of the Latino vote. It's, it's something that people are going to, a lot of eyes are going to be open a week from Saturday. That's what I think. I really, I think a lot of eyes are going to be open a week from Saturday. That's, that's for sure. Um, Zoe says, I'm tired, but I'm still joining you. Thank you, Zoe. Uh... Oh, evil Zoe. On Periscope says, "Woo, go Juan Buttigieg, right? Uh, if you don't know where this is coming, if you know who Evil Zoe is, listen to the Bolivian bot episode of uh, the podcast. It's the last episode. Uh, we have a new uh, troll, uh, Evil Zoe, here on Periscope. Not our regular Zoe listener who's in the YouTube chat. Who is basically a Bolivian bot pushing uh, right-wingers and moderates. Nick P, why did you leave MR? Uh, me and Sam had a falling out. Uh, I got fired. Uh, we had a huge falling out one day. Um, and I basically walked out of the show. He let me do one last Matt and Michael show, and that was my last show. It, it was a, a, a bet. That's why, you know, that's 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 why I wasn't on MR anymore. A huge fall, a huge falling out. It was bridges burned. I'm joking, obviously. Uh, basically, I left because I had a son. And you know, this may be surprising for some people. Maybe now it's different, but at the time, in 2015, uh, Majority Port didn't pay very much. <laughs> so even you know, Sam even urged me that he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want you to be, you know, please take care of your family. If you got to leave, you got to leave. I had to leave. So I found a job that paid more. I was still doing politics. I went to cafe. Where I ended up actually working with uh, Rob Wisman and uh, 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 Stefan Heck of uh, the Go-Off Kings. And I worked with Felix and Virgil from Chapo before there was a Chapo. So, and then after Cafe, I left Cafe. And I'm where I'm writing for Mashable right now. And I'm doing this podcast. Uh, 
I hope to grow uh, my own these projects I'm doing on my own even more so. And I could do that with your help at uh, patreon.com slash Bender. And I'll be back on MR. I, I hosted, I filled in for Sam on the second half of the show a couple weeks ago. I was just on the Michael Brooks show last Friday. And you'll see me around more, I, I hope. Uh, Mark says, dude, what the fuck is going on with Cliff Schechter? Listen, Cliff, uh, nice guy. But uh, Cliff is not like Bernie. His whole issue is gun control. His entire business is basically a strategy for gun control organizations. Bloomberg has massively funded gun control uh, organizations. Uh, I believe Cliff has even worked with Bloomberg, not on his presidential campaign, but on his gun control initiative. I mean, that's all there is to it, really. It's unfortunate that that's what it is. I personally, if something, you know, you want to take money from a Republican uh, who's not running for any uh, 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 offices, but is funding a good cause, if you want to take their money and use it towards that good cause, I get it. But he's running for president now. He wants to be elected to the highest office in the nation. He has a horrible record. He was a horrible mayor of New York City. He terrorized blacks, Latinos, and Muslims in my city. He has a history of sexism. uh, A history of transphobia. Uh, He's very authoritarian. He's not a good guy when it comes to these issues. I couldn't do it. I would leave the money on the table and walk away at that point. It's, uh, But I'm not Cliff. I'm not anyone else who would decide differently. I'm all for taking someone's money. If, you are, if, if you're running for office, it's definitely more complicated. You can't take that money. Even if you were Bernie Sanders, promise not to do anything with it. He's doing the right thing by not taking that money because it's still just, it's bad. But just for a, an organization like a progressive group or activists, take that money and use it towards your cause. Screw them. Take their money. But again, once you're getting into electoral uh, issues, I think it, it's, it's very different. And I wouldn't take that money. I would not take Bloomberg's money. Uh, I just wouldn't. If Bloomberg campaign offered me to work for his campaign, I believe they're offering like six thousand five hundred bucks starting a month. I-, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. It's not who I am. Um. So he says, damn, Matt is looking dapper today. I feel like I'm looking tired. My hair is all messed up. Uh, um, I look tired, I think. Uh, wow, we're already almost an hour in. I thought I would do like a 30-minute show. Uh, Hot Mustard says, uh, glad to see you. Sad to see Yang drop out. Hopefully those people will come over to Bernie. Um, Steve Pever- Periscope says, when does Bernie promise free mansions and free Range Rovers to everyone? Uh-huh. Get a new joke. 
Z uh, Evil Zoe says to bridge the divide between the parties and heal the soul of America. Pete should have Trump as VP. <coughs> oh boy. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, we have some trolls in the chat today. I'm just going to read a few. Um, don't really have much time for it right now. It's already 1230 a.m. Um, here on the East Coast. But I, I love trolls. If it was a regular show and we were, it was only like 10 p.m., I would be reading all your comments. But I'll read a few when I see a good one. MP on, uh, on uh, Periscope says, When do you plan to get a reversal on your lobotomy? Hmm. Steve says, Biden self-destructing. Uh, Mitri date says Ukraine impeachment hurt Biden, not Trump. Uh, I, I don't know if the data is in on that yet, but it certainly is looking that way. Uh, it certainly seems that way. For sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Dinah Cat loves me. Pete Buttigieg gave another victory speech tonight. Yes, I pointed this out on Twitter. Thank you for reminding me. He came out before it was called for Bernie. But when it was clear, he couldn't uh, close the gap. So what he did was before it was called, he came out so he didn't have to come out the loser. And he could vaguely put forward language like he did in Iowa, alluding to him winning. It's basically the same strategy he deployed in Iowa, but in a 100% losing across the board scenario. Just... Guy is so shady to do that. Good strategy, of course. But just, man, we talk about doing shady stuff and attacks. That's up there, I think. Grilled Cheese says, President Bernie Sanders would be so nice to have our country back. Uncle Andy says, honestly, is, uh, honesty is great. Grim says, Mayor Cheat is a rat. Uh, that Popsuzu says, I'm surprised enough people care about the debate, but it did make a difference. I think the reason the debates matter so much this time around is because of that factor that I mentioned earlier. The portion of people who still haven't made up their mind because they're trying to figure out who's best to face Trump. Wouldn't surprise me if some people who liked Buttigieg or Amy might jump on board Bernie after they see what Bernie did tonight. Tyler says, always love being able to count on your take in the follow-up, Matt. Thank you, Tyler. Steve says, only 7% of voters watching debates. Yeah, but it matters. Clearly. Look at Amy. Uh, Mitridate says, Bloomberg stopping for his tape is the end of his black support. Eh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think older black voters might look past it if... They think he can still beat Trump. I'm serious. They're a little bit more... Some of them are a little bit more conservative when it comes to these issues. I've already seen some justification online that, you know, uh, he was doing it to, to, to make sure crime dropped, which the statistics show that's not true, actually. Crime was already falling.
Steve says, if DNC Superdelegates gets clip Bernie again, Democrat Party splits. Well, the difference is last time around in 2016, Hillary actually won. Listen, they made it really hard for Bernie to have any chance. The debate schedule, the obvious favoritism, there are a lot of smears. But at the end of the day, you can factor all those things in. I get it, I know. But at the end of the day, Hillary walked into the DNC with the popular vote and the most delegates. Before the superdelegates, with the superdelegates taken out. I get it. The superdelegates being able to, to declare beforehand skewed it. Without a doubt, they made it really hard for Bernie. They, you know, it was definitely favor, the favoritism was there for, anyone, for, for Hillary, and they made it super hard for Bernie. But again, it sucks. But Bernie, uh, but Hillary walked in with delegates and with the popular vote. This time around, it's looking like Bernie is, and this is 538, they're saying it too, looking like he's going to be the most likely to walk in with the popular vote and the delegates. If they use the superdelegates to fuck him over. With all that in mind, you were right then, Steve. I think we were going to see a party split in a way we have never seen before. It's not going to be 10%. It's not going to be 15%. I think you lose the entire progressive wing of the party. I think you actually, you know, bother people who think that's unfair to Bernie, even if they aren't completely with him politics-wise. You'll get some support of moderate Warner, uh, Warren supporters, Klobuchar supporters, Biden supporters, Buttigieg supporters. I'm being serious. I think it would be a party-defining moment. I think it would hand Trump a victory. I I I don't know what would ha- I don't know what would be the argument for going with someone other than the front runner who walks in to the Democratic National Convention with the delegates and the votes. Um, Grim, right? Right. I saw uh, Sam F- uh, Finkelstein uh, got retweeted by Trump, and then he changed his username to Bernie Beach Trump. So Bernie Beach Trump was sitting on uh, Trump's Twitter feed for a while today. Very funny. Yes. Uh, Piccolo says, if Klob does okay in South Carolina and Nevada, like getting third, where Booty Judge gets walloped, she'll pick up his people. I don't think it's going to happen. Klobuchar's got... She's no game in Nevada or South Carolina. They're going to be rushing there thinking they could do it. And Bernie already showed in 2016 that you can't go in weeks before, a week or two before the uh, they vote and think you're going to pull out a win. I highly doubt it's going to happen. I think what's going to happen in Nevada is I think Biden's going to have a, a stronger showing than he had in the other two states. I think we'll see something like maybe... Uh, Bernie, Biden, Warren, Bernie, Warren, Biden, maybe Bernie, Biden, Buttigieg, maybe maybe Bernie, Warren, Buttigieg, maybe Bernie, uh, Warren, Klobuchar, maybe Bernie, Biden, I I don't, you're not going to see some sort of uh, scenario where Klobuchar or Buttigieg 
suddenly gain this huge, uh, galvanize this huge support in Nevada and South Carolina. I just don't see it. It would be the craziest upset. Listen, anything could happen, but it would just, it's, it's not, it doesn't look likely. Um, Derek says, kind of disappointed Bernie's win wasn't bigger. Really thought he would run away with it. Yeah, I thought he would do a little bit better too, percentage-wise. But it is what it is. Take the victory and realize that the reason it might not be as big as it as you thought is because unlike 2016, Bernie's strength is completely different now. And he's pulling in voters who do not make up the electorate that are in these two states. I think we'll see that. Truthfully, I do. Um, Steve says Bernie with a Kamala VP. I don't know about that. Bernie's got to pick someone who's definitely, because of his age, he's got to pick someone who's definitely going to, you know, pick up his mantle. He can't, do what other candidates try to do, like when when Obama picked Biden to appeal to white working class voters in two thousand eight. He Bernie can't do that. Bernie's got to pick up pick up someone. Uh, he should probably pick a a person of color. Uh, if he picks a woman, that'd be great too. But he's got to pick up pick someone who's right alongside his politics. Uh, like literally, she can't do it, but an AOC, an Ilhan Omar. Uh, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, it's got to be someone like that. Hands down, it's got to be someone like that. Um, A Dub says Bernie Bloomberg shouldn't be underestimated. He definitely shouldn't. <clears throat> oh yeah, Tulsi was betting it all in New Hampshire, and she did not do very well, and she hasn't dropped out yet. Oh, everyone likes my chair better. Contrast is good, says Grim. Renee says it's like a Bond villain chair. Uh, it looks better, in my opinion, says Misha. Uh, hello, Euro on Periscope. Juan Mendoza on Facebook. Who is my favorite candidate? It's Bernie Sanders. Uh, DFNV. Who else thinks Pete is trying to sound like Obama? Chris Matthews said it as well. Uh, I wonder if Judge gave Matthews the same thrill up his leg. The uh, FNV laughing at Biden at 9%, right? DFNV also says, I guess the Biden people go to Pete. A lot of polls show Biden's support goes to, to, to Bernie. So maybe the people who left Biden went to Pete, but whatever, you know, that 9% might be Bernie supporters. Which... Close to ten percent of voters uh, of 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 ten percent of the the vote. That's that would that's that would that would be huge for Bernie. 
Rad Dad Redemption says, can't sleep. Guess I'll watch Doomed instead. The good choice. Renee says, Bloomberg entering at the last moment is bona fide corruption. Gigi says, I'm going to miss my 1K per month. Yeah, I know. Daniel says, Yang 2020. Well, how about Yang 2028 if he gets more progressive? I'll be down for that. Vess on Periscope says, do you believe the Democrats can win? Yes. Gotta, they got to nominate the right candidate. I think Bernie's that candidate. I think Trump is worried about Bernie the most, too. I mean, there's that secret audio from uh, Trump that was released where he basically was talking at a private, uh, in private and said how if Hillary picked Bernie, he would have really been worried because he would have been competing for a lot of the same voters who might have been swayed by Bernie. Until he talked up how strong Bernie was on trade. Life in Bowling says, thanks for what you do, Matt. Well, thank you. I try. I try. Rad Dad said, is that a Foley is good shirt? That is, this is a McFoley shirt, but it's actually a, uh, a spoof on the Ramones logo. And it says Foley, and then the names instead of Ramones, and the names instead of Dee Dee, Joey, etc. It's uh, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. <clears throat> Vest says social security is not an entitlement it is our money we paid for years absolutely Grim says uh, tax cuts are welfare for the rich Champagne Kami says, I agree with Matt on Bernie putting out an actual progressive UBI plan. Listen, I really think UBI is a way forward in the future, especially if I don't think it's going to be the way that Yang thinks in terms of automation, but I think there's going to be a scenario where uh, people just aren't making enough to live. We already see it. It's huge. The amount of people who are not making a living wage or barely making a living wage or just a couple hundred dollars away from complete financial ruin is high. I don't think the UBI needs to save people from uh, jobs that are going to go away because they're being automated. I think UBI needs to be there as a supplement to help people who are living in this new world where, uh, where uh, the jobs that are out there uh, for them aren't paying a living wage or they're working in the gig economy, which offers no protections, no benefits. That's what the UBI is going to be there for, in my opinion. It's going to be the, be there to make sure that someone working uh, 50, 60 hours a week at McDonald's is able to afford the rent. That's what I think the UBI is going to be there for. That's what a progressive UBI should look for, as a supplement to those, uh, to those scenarios. And then it needs to have the protections. The rent control protections, for example, that's one thing I'll throw out there, so that your landlords can go out there knowing everyone's getting 1000 bucks a month and saying, oh, suddenly the rent goes up $1,000. There, there, there is a such thing as a progressive UBI. Uh, I know Matt Brunig's been out there advocating for it. I'm not sure what his his specific idea of it is. I'm gonna look into it. Um, but yeah, I'm for a UBI, and I thank Yang for pushing that policy forward. The idea of a UBI is is in the the discourse right now because of Yang. Full credit to him for that. But his specific UBI, not good. And that's fine. I mean, 
he, he it's okay. He's got to be open to working on it. And if what he said is true, hopefully he'll talk to the left and, and work on a UBI plan that's a good one. <clears throat> Matt L. on Periscope says, how many Yang supporters do you think are libertarians who won't dig Bernie? I don't know. It's it's a small, it's, like I said, 4 or 5% on top of Bernie is huge for Bernie. 4 or 5% alone, it's a small base. It's a small portion of the electorate. It's hard to tell when the numbers are that small to begin with, even which sort of uh, different, um, how that even splits in those numbers. I I would say a little bit more than half, I think, are progressive. So let's say Bernie would get like 2 to 3% of Yang's vote. I think that's good. Again, that would put him in... <coughs> In about 30% or, or close to it in this race, if that was there. <coughs> what are we at now? Yeah, Bernie, with Yang's numbers, Bernie would probably be at around 28, 29% right now. And we'll see how the rest of the vote goes. Still 10% of the vote is out there in New Hampshire. Um, Dank says Super Tuesday is really going to tell us Absolutely Beatbox says Did you know that the company who did uh, Request on Iowa owns the Bo- I don't know what you're saying Owns the Buttigieg I do know the app company had connections to the Buttigieg campaign Yes <clears throat> uh, Another uh Troll, Chris Folsom on Periscope. If Bernie wins, you will get 52 weeks of vacation. <laughs> uh, Castro on Periscope says, what are some of Bloomberg's talking points? Uh, that he self-funded his campaign with his billions is the only one who can take on Donald Trump. He's a moderate, he's a businessman, He's basically pulling the same thing Trump pulled, but on the Democratic side. He's pulling the whole, you need a businessman who's going to be able to take care of everything and fix the country. It's the same thing that Trump pulled in 2016. Uh, Beatbox. I'm going to read this because I don't know what you're talking about. It's bizarre. No idea what you're saying here. Why don't you talk about why Bernie Sanders is the only one anti-Pizzagate on Democratic primaries? I don't even. I don't want to. I do want to know what you're talking about, but let's. uh, Let's. uh, Okay, he followed it up with the other persons on the Democratic primaries, support support pederastians. Okay, I don't know about that. Uh, Do I don't even know what Duvall is doing, Ian. Ian says, Yang, Bennett, and most likely Duval all dropped because of New Hampshire. I don't know what you're talking about. With, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Excuse me. I don't know what Duval is doing, I should say. Steyer's still in because he's actually doing half decent in South Carolina. That's right, Grim. Steyer's is still in. Michael says, Gabbard needs to drop out. She's just siphoning votes from Bernie. Absolutely. 
Gabbard needs to drop out 110%. Kosmiki uh, says, You said Latino, gonna make the woke Latinx people upset. LOL. I'm gonna say what I say. I'm fine with either of them. Latino, Latina, Latinx. I get it. Whatever. I don't care for this. I don't care for that type of stuff. I respect you if you want to use it. Uh, I'm, I have no problems with it, but I'm not gonna. I think it's just you know ridiculous. And if if we're gonna, you know. I haven't seen it, but I'm saying if you're someone who's going to get angry about that, you get your priorities together. And that's in relation to specifically that terminology, nothing else. Because then there are other ways that you need to respect certain people uh, in terms of using the proper pronouns and other terms for other uh, groups. That's different, in my opinion. The progressive atheist says, Can you please unblock me, Matt Binder? Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You're not blocked. I see you. I don't block anybody. Anywhere. I've never blocked anyone. If you're blocked somewhere, contact me on email or on Twitter and DMs. Tell me exactly where you're blocked. It's hard to do in the chat here. I will be happy to unblock you. But I don't know where you're blocked. Dank says, Duvall never made the debate stage. Did he really think he was going to be a thing? I thought he was going to pull some weird Bloomberg shit. Yeah, I don't know what his uh, deal is. Dank says, Matt Binder had a kid and needed more money and Cafe was tossing it around. That's exactly right. Oh my god, people fell for the thing where me and Sam had a huge falling out. I'm just getting to that part in the chat. I always start at the beginning of the chat so I could get the stuff from when I was when I'm when I'm uh, talking to the uh, talking to you all. Uh, I don't want to miss those comments because a lot of times there's some good comments up there. Matt is a good liar, says Champagne Kame. Uh, a Dub said, "Wow, beef with Sam, eh?" Uh, LMAO Matt says, "Champagne Kame, savage." In my town says, damn, you got me. Renee says it involved fisticuffs with Sam. Sam needed new glasses. <laughs> uh, A-Dub says, Matt over Michael. Why, thank you. Um, you're missed on MR, says the Great Dragon. Thank you. I would love to be on more. You guys got to tell Sam you want to see me on more. Sam will be happy to invite me, but I don't think he knows that there's a fan base clamoring for Matt Binder out there. You got to let him know. Email. Tweet him. Just let him know. He's already open to having me on. Um, only a lot of comments. I'm just going to go through some more and then we'll wrap it up. Um, 
Tyler says, Matt, any concern about the Culinary Union in Nevada putting out anti-Medicare for all literature? I'm not concerned. Bernie's ground game is really good. He's t- talking directly to people. And we've seen time and time again that Bernie's appeal is to the union membership and not the uh, the the union leadership. I, I, will it sway some people? Probably. Maybe. Will it sway the majority who are going to support Bernie? No. No, I think it's not a, it's it's not a non-issue, but it's it's the results are going to be slim to none. Savage says that the turnout passed two thousand eight. From what I'm seeing, it's not going to pass two thousand eight, but it passed two thousand sixteen. Uh, that's what I'm seeing so far. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet on those numbers. <clears throat> um. Mariah says, still don't understand how people don't see through the empty platitudes of Pete and the total lack of platform from Amy. I I agree, but that's just how people are. People are swayed by emotion, by personality. Um, That's what it is, to be honest. Dank says, this is why I love the Binder analysis. Oh, thank you. Um... Crim says Bernie or Black Block. <laughs> Wholesome says if Bernie wins, how long until the DNC fall in line? Waiting too long could lose him the general. <laughs> I think that's funny because that's the whole thing that they attacked Bernie for when he was running against Hillary. I, I don't think anyone falls in line though until the convention if that happens. Thomas says, I mean, it wasn't likely New Hampshire would swing close to a, would swing to a close margin, but the consent was manufactured. Mm-hmm. David says, the DNC hates him. He's an independent. They will not pick him. Yeah, but he's running on the Democratic line. In all, uh, for all purposes here, he's a Democrat. Um, and the Democratic voters would have spoken and chosen him, both in votes, totals, and delegates. DK says Rashida Tlaib for VP. I would be for that. So, so I would totally be for that. I know Ilhan Omar can't be VP. I'm pretty sure Rashida Tlaib can though, right? She's legit, man. She, I, you know, I like AOC a lot, but I think low key. Yeah, she was born in Detroit. Low key, I think. Uh, Rashida might be my fave of the... Uh, I mean, AOC's got the love from me for being queen. She's one district uh, next door. Uh, and I'm in her district a lot. Uh, I love the Heights. Elmhurst, love it. Uh, I think she's great. But there's just something about Rashida's attitude that I feel like more, speaks a little bit more to me. She's got that... AOC is really good uh, at, at uniting and... <laughs> And getting across that we all got to come together, which is cool. I could do that too. But what I really want to do is be a Rashida and boo people. And say impeach the motherfucker. And not care about that type of stuff. And just speak from the heart. And be who I... And just do... AOC also does that, but she's careful with her wording. Rashida is totally a bit more up my alley. I'm a big fan of Rashida.
David says he's only won two states. Right, but the momentum is in his favor now. The national polls are changing to him now because he's won those two states. It's, these two states give out barely any delegates. We're talking like a handful of delegates here. But it's all about the media coverage and the momentum. And people seeing, hey, this guy just won this state and that state. Oh, look at the national polls now. Oh, he's now in the lead in, in the next states. Uh, what am I missing here? I got to look into this guy more or girl more. That's what it's about. And then they become supporters of the person. Deckard says, Tulsi seems like someone who will stay in, in the end just because. Yeah, it's possible, actually. Kosho says, really need to use that green screen better for a better backdrop than the black void. Yeah. Yeah. I do. That is correct. Dang says, AOC too young and Omar not wasn't born here. Right, right. So that leaves it open for Rashida. Deckard says, Chris Matthews is literally having nightmares of Bernie beheading him. <laughs> Dang says, I wish it could be Nina. I Nina just doesn't have the the... I love Nina. She's great. I think she'd be better. He's a major figure in her his cabinet or in the White House. I think she'd be great. I think for VP, I don't know. I wouldn't be against it, but I, I, I don't know. I think you got to pick someone who's got a little bit more uh, status in terms of an office that they're holding currently. Uh, I, I think that but who knows, man? I I would support Nina 100% for VP. Tom says, does anyone think Biden might be the candidate? Uh, unless he completely surprises everyone and shuts everybody else out in South Carolina and then runs the gamut in the southern states. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Dinah says, I also think Bernie is offering too many things strategically speaking. The average voter can't keep them all in their heads with any understanding of them. Well, the number one thing is Medicare for All and voter after voter saying that Medicare for All is the most important issue to them. I, I, think, I think that's not true. I think he's got a winning message. He's totally got a winning message. I understand your concern, but I think you're looking at it wrong, too, actually. Beatbox, I've seen all your troll tweets, your troll messages that I didn't read, all of them. But you say, fuck, now I feel bad because he has like 30 minutes to read anything. I'm spamming you thinking you don't want to read me. No, I don't, I don't ignore anybody. If I'm missing you, it's simply because, A, I'm starting at the very beginning of the chat. So I just didn't get to your most recent comments yet or whenever you jumped into the chat. And then B, uh, I don't have time to read everybody. So I do just try to, I try to get in. If I see a name I usually see, I do try to read you. Uh, but I can't get to everybody. 
Uh, hold on, looks like I got a super chat. Let me get to that right away. Um, Renee says with a super chat, deprogram or EMP the Android Yang Gang. All right, all right. Uh, Grim says, pretty sure Latin X is to be inclusive of trans Latin people. All right, if that's, you know, I, I just, to me, Latino and Latina, uh, I, I usually just say Latino to cover it all. And I just think it flows better than Latin X, to be honest. That's what it comes down to for me. I, I don't view Latin, I'm not against saying Latin X, I just didn't say it. Uh, but in terms of respecting an individual's pronouns, obviously, that's 100%. But, you know, I just don't think, you know, I think Latino covers it all, to be quite honest. If you want to convince me otherwise, I'm open to it. But I don't think that's the biggest issue. Um, Sully says, how much does Biden support Crater in South Carolina after New Hampshire tonight? I don't know. I think it's going to hurt for sure. Ryan says, if you need a good laugh, I'd recommend checking out the latest episode of The Underculture, where James Adomian and Annie uh, Sertich do a satirical interview between Chris Matthews and Chloe Buchar. I'll have to check that out. Dragon Slayer says it's going to be close to 2008, seeing 275k in 2008 was 289k. Hmm. Stefano says, "What up, Rashida?" Brave Sir Ruben says, "Rashida is so brave, especially for a politician." A congressional baseball fan says, "If uh, Ayanna Presley had endorsed Bernie, she would have been my favorite." Listen, she's good. I like Presley, but here's the deal. Out of the four of them, she's, policy-wise and history-wise, she's progressive. Don't get me wrong. She's the least progressive of the four, though. Still progressive. It's like saying uh, Warren is a progressive, because she is, but she's not as progressive as Bernie. Presley's a progressive, but she's nowhere near as progressive as Omar, Rashida, and uh, AOC. Champagne Kami says, Rashida is an absolute dragon and so is Matt. Why, thank you. Misha asks, what's wrong with the void in the background? Champagne Kami says, I love the void. Grim says, wrong, Matt. Sanders Turner, overdrive. I like Nina. I do. I'd be happy with it. I'm just giving you my analysis of the situation. Um, Rad Dad Redemption, Matt Binder, Pronoun Respecter. Of course. All right, I'm going to thank the patrons. I'm giving uh, everybody a freebie because it's late. And uh, I'm not going to give the cut, cut this in half for members. It's a, it's a special live stream 
post New Hampshire primary show. Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Please, please, if you can, become a patron. Need to grow this show, and with your support, I can. Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. And with that said, these are the people who financially support the show and make it possible. Abigail T, Adam Q, Alan B, Andrew C, Andrew H, Angela, R.E.R., Ben, Benji, Bobby M, Brosnan, Champagne Kami, Christine H, Colin R, Connor R, Colin R, Connor R, I should say, <coughs> Cracker Barrel, <coughs> Cyber Snowstorm, Dan K, Dan M, Dank Uger, Dave K, David Z, Doug H, Dragon Slayer, Eugene B, Froz K, FTW All Day, George A, Greg D, Grim L, Ian C, Igor D, Jack D, Jameson Test, Janelle A, Jasmine H, Jeremy M, John B, John S, Jonathan B, Jonathan L, Joseph R, Joyce M, Justin S, Katie S, Kaushal, Laputin Machine, Lisa D, Mariah, Mark S, Matt Z, Max W, User Me, Melissa M, Mitch V, Michael B, Michael J, Michael M, Mr. Danks, Nicole A, Namde Net, Null Style, Odeth, Penelope D, Custer, Ryan, uh, Scott R, Sean H, Stephen R, Stephen S, Steve A, Struggle Session, TM, Tamni G, uh, Terrence R, Thaddeus A, This Is Not Pizza, Tina M, Ta- Todd K, Tom M, Why That Thai Guy, Wootopian, Zachary K, and Zoe G. Alright folks, see you all next time on Doomed. <laughs>